Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Lunch Table Talk. Uh, hello, Aaron here. Um, we have a very special guest. Drumroll. Mr. Trevor Fritz. Oh, my gosh. Honored to be here with you guys today. Uh, we have been, this is a long-anticipated um, interview. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Fritz, I mean, he does it all. He's a basketball coach, a football coach, Hawk Pride Leader, is there you anything continue. you can do? Hawk Nation. Yeah, Hawk Nation. <laughs> Shout out. Um, any other interests? He's a uh, he's into <laughs> exercising. <laughs> That's true. That's true, Aaron. Um, I saw traveling you a little bit. Mm-hmm. I saw you at FFC once. Did you? I didn't see you there. <laughs> yeah. Well. It's a good uh, thing. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> okay. Um, if you guys haven't listened to last week's podcast, or wait, no, this is going out interview Friday. So mm-hmm. the one before this was. Sully and Ryan and Jack. So go listen to that. Um, how are you feeling, Mr. Fritz? Excited <laughs> to be here? You know, I told you the other day, I was a little nervous because I didn't know what curveballs you were going to throw my way. I know you guys are mad geniuses. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'm ready to go, though. Okay. Should um, we get yeah. right into it? Let's get right into it. Okay. So this is going to be kind of a, I know I emailed you about this. It's going to kind of be like a getting to know Mr. Fritz kind of thing. Um, so let's just start off. Where did you grow up? I grew up not too far from here in Arlington Heights. I went to uh, Rolling Meadows High School. Um, unfortunately, I haven't competed against you guys too often. You guys <laughs> were always so awesome. And so uh, yeah, we always looked up to Maine South football. Uh, it's definitely something that we aspired to be when we were at Rolling Meadows. Mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be cool that now you're like coaching the like team that you used to like aspire to be like. Absolutely. It's uh, when I came here actually from uh, my previous school, which I know we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, I mean, can't like they have they have a good football team forever. Mm-hmm. Like completely being sarcastic <laughs> because Maine South's obviously been good for so long, and I was like, yeah, hoping to uh, continue to learn over at Maine South from football and basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And then, you have siblings. I do. I have one sister, Taylor, who is a year younger than me graduated from Iowa and is a nurse. Ooh. Yeah. That's very cool. Um and then you continued your education at Indiana University. Best school in the country, mm-hmm. IU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, proud Hoosier. I always oh, yeah. repping that as much as possible. Uh, I loved my <laughs> 5 years there. It was a uh, it was a great time. Mm-hmm. Um and then you did growing up, you did football, basketball and I did baseball until my junior summer. I just didn't practice it enough. I couldn't cut it anymore. Uh, Started my freshman and sophomore year and just uh, didn't get much better. So (laughs) I uh, ended up quitting baseball and I ran track. And then I ended up uh, making a spot in the 4x800 to go to state my senior year. It was a pretty awesome experience, kind of out of nowhere. Not the fastest, but uh, I made it work, and it was uh, it was a really good experience for me. Wow, that's so cool! Like being able to compete at state, that's so mm-hmm. cool. It was until I was the anchor for the four by eight hundred, <laughs> and I was the slowest person at it. I think I ran for like <laughs> two minutes flat. Those people at the anchor spot, the last spot, were running about one fifty two, <laughs> and so everybody ran by me, oh. and we were in like sixth place and ended up in like sixteenth place, and yes. it looked like I was running slow motion. So. Uh, well, but you know what? That's it okay. Was, uh, it was all right. It's a it's learning a, experience. It yeah. was a little bit better than my previous experience at state when I was in eighth grade for pole vault. I uh, 
did pole vault and I fell inside the metal pit on my first jump and I didn't really know how to pole vault. I just happened to make it to state and uh, I quit. Oh I just like God. didn't go a second and third time and just uh, hung up my pole, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to end on a bang, you know, yeah. end on a real experience. I did. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, any other notable extracurriculars from your high school experience? I do have one other one <laughs> that I'm uh, I'd say a little bit infamous for. Uh, my senior year, I decided to join Orcasis. Oh. And I was on this thing called Adagio. And essentially what I did was I tried to dance. A barrel turn was like the only thing we were asked to do. <laughs> and essentially we just like wore short shorts and like no shirt and carried girls up high in the air. And it was supposed to be dance and it was, uh, it was embarrassing, but pretty <laughs> awesome. I got to meet a lot of new people by doing that. And uh, it's something I tell my students all the time. One of my favorite teachers was like, hey, all you do is sports, like try something new. And a guy uh, a year older than me, Mikey Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo's brother, mm -hmm. quarterback mm -hmm. for the 49ers, uh, convinced me to do it. And uh, yeah, so I did it and it was an awesome experience, got to meet new people. And uh, yeah, it was something that uh, I kind of hang my hat on is trying trying new. And I always get to shout out that I was on Orcasis. Mm -hmm. and no one yeah, that's me. so crazy. That's, uh, it's actually, it's like, a, it's like a cool flex, you know? Oh, yeah. It is. Like, I, that's cool. It's like LTT. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you were thinking about joining something, and then it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, I remember when I was in eighth grade, I went to the, um, like, uh, activities fair at Main South, and there was, like, Irish Club. And my dad's like, you're joining Irish Club. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, don't make me sign up for Irish Club. Like, <laughs> I was like, maybe, like, people, like, that didn't seem very the popular option. And then my dad, like, made me sign up. And then, you know, sophomore year, vice president, uh, now I'm the president. So, and now it's like a cool thing to be like mm -hmm. president of Irish club. Let's go. Like, yeah. you know, that hype. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> You're, um, my cousin rice who plays on Mr. Fritz's football team. Um, he, um, like kept like, we kept trying to get him to join the club and he did one guest host <laughs> in the beginning of the year. And it's just like weird. Cause that's like not, we never have underclassmen in the club because underclassmen think it's not cool to like be involved but and then like us we are like like dreading the day when we stop like when the last podcast posts like we cannot like are you crying Aaron? <laughs> tears are coming we can't even talk about it <laughs> i think that's like a thing for life I, I tell you guys this in class all the time i'm like when you're older no one cares that you played football mm -hmm. no one cares that you played basketball like sure you'll do those things um but like the things that people care about when you're older are like what types of like art might you be into like can you play an instrument mm -hmm. um you know like people talk sports and stuff but like mm -hmm. the people that you really engage with in conversations when you're old like me you uh you're not old <laughs> you're not old <laughs> you've like siblings my age right yeah now. <laughs> yeah um but like that's the thing those are the things that are important those are the things that create conversations and so mm -hmm. it encourage get involved in things and try new stuff mm -hmm. yeah i like always wish that like um like drumline at main south is so cool yeah like, i wish i could do that. and i think i think everyone agrees that they everyone wishes they were in drumline like yeah. it's so like, like they the envious yes they do actually and that it's so cool and i wish i did drumline that'd be so sick oh yeah but yeah back in middle school should have joined yeah i'm with you okay so when you were a senior and you went to iu mm -hmm. what made you decide to go to the best school in the nation <laughs> Okay, I'm surrounded by Hoosiers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you are. Shout out, Grace is going to IU next year at this point. Yep, everyone congratulate me. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know, it was, uh, it was my dad. My dad uh, didn't go to college, owned a successful business, was able to retire early. And he was, I was fortunate enough to have him helping me with, with most of my school. And I knew I wanted to go into education. And I was debating between a few different schools. And he pushed me to go to Indiana. And later on, he finally admitted he wanted me to go to IU so that he could, for using your terminology, so he could have the clout of his son going to a Big Ten school. Oh, he wanted yeah. to tell everyone my son's going to a Big Ten school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I swear, he's like, yeah, that's why I pushed you to go there. We could afford sending you there. And, uh, yeah, he wanted yeah. to, like, shout that out. And when I did my visit to Illinois State, it was, like, a rainy, dreary day. And, like, it's, like, straight psychology, right? Like, that immediately paints a, a picture that you didn't have a great experience there. I went to Indiana. It was 75. I had an older friend that was a sophomore there. She, like, showed us around campus. And it was just such a blast. And so mm -hmm. those, like, little moments – definitely skew our perspectives absolutely. and it's the most beautiful school in the country hands down i did absolutely i did tour iu over the summer and, and it is a very very pretty campus i think the most trees diverse trees on a, any campus in the country it was like i believe it it was named the third prettiest school from like a princeton article which like if princeton must be it's true a, it's, it has to be true <laughs> yeah like there's no way um yeah, I had a similar experience. One, the Big Ten thing is really, like, so true. Because, like, I don't know. I feel like you just feel cooler when you're going to a Big Ten yeah. school. Something about it. It's just, like, because everyone knows those names. But, I mean, obviously all schools are cool. Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you major in? So I majored in uh, education. And then I did uh, specifically social science. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, the funny thing was my, uh, my major classes that I took in social science were history, political science, and geography. And I only took three psych classes in college. My first C ever was in psychology, actually. Oh, my god! I failed gosh. the first two tests because oh my I, I, I like always bring this up. Like, psychology is something that seems like common sense, but that's hindsight, right? Hindsight's mm -hmm. twenty twenty, And so you think you know things until someone asks you questions mm -hmm. about it. Well, in college, it's like straight lecture. So you're listening and you're like, this makes complete sense. How could mm -hmm. I fail this? And then they're like, what term was I talking about earlier? Yeah. And you're like, I don't know the term, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so I like never studied and I thought I would do fine. And I failed the first two tests and got like A's on the next three. <laughs> and it left me with a, a solid like C. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Coming so from I, a teacher. I wow. know. It wasn't ideal. <laughs> <laughs> so when you like, did you have like a minor in like social science or was it like? No. So how they did it was essentially you had to take uh, three cores, like so mine was political science, geography, and U.S. history, or history in general. And so that was part of my, like, social science major. So each school kind of does it a little differently. Oh, okay. But it allows me to teach any social science class. So, like, Mrs. Santusi teaches econ. I can't teach AP econ, but I could teach regular econ, even though I've never had an econ class. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me to teach it either. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but, yeah, so overarching degree. That's very cool. And then you were in, you're in a frat. I was in a fraternity. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was a, it was a blast. I have some of my best friends, um, uh, to this day, uh, they were in my fraternity. And the thing I credit them for is some of them are like my role models. They're my age. Uh, some friends, a couple years older, but they have done amazing things already in their life. They've accomplished a ton and they always push me to, to be a better person because they come from really like amazing special families one of the dads got a handwritten letter from obama 
Oh my like goodness. when he was president and everything like yeah so like some prestigious families and so i see the way in which they carry themselves and it pushed me to carry myself in that way in terms of like philanthropy treating people the right way um and it was a lot of fun like mm-hmm. to be honest like we had a we had a great time mm-hmm. uh 100 guys living in a house together it was chaos it was dirty but uh yeah we did a lot of good things for the community and we got to have fun while doing it that That's sounds awesome. very fun um did you do other like stuff like intramurals and stuff like that yeah ton of intramurals like flag football and basketball i was the uh greek like fraternity um secretary for intramurals Mm -hmm. i don't know how i got into that but that was like my role for for uh my junior and senior year Mm -hmm. yeah and then um so after you graduated you started teaching at which school (laughs) way out in cary grove so Uh, cary grove trojans um yeah it was it was an amazing experience four years there i had some of the some amazing coworkers, an amazing boss super support supportive community it was very similar school to here it's just a little bit different dynamic mm-hmm. um being in a little bit it's not rural by any means but it's like you know a little bit further from the city um i loved it there it's probably the hardest decision of my life was leaving Cary grove to come to Maine south like really i thought i was gonna like regret it i haven't but like it was uh it was such a welcoming place. Mm-hmm. It was just very far for me to commute from the city. I'd be gone from like 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. Mm-hmm. like most of the year coaching football and basketball. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm here though. Mm-hmm. So was that what made you switch the commute? Yeah, like wow. that was, I was like if Cary Grove was in Park Ridge, I would never leave Cary yeah. Grove. Um, yeah, it was just a, a special place. I still talk and keep in touch with a lot of my coworkers and former students. And uh, yeah, I still think that uh, it was uh, a great experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, how far of a commute was it? Like an hour? It was like an hour and 10 minutes on the train. So I lived wow. in like Lincoln Park. So I'd walk 20 minutes to the train at like 530 in the morning. I know. And then I would get uh-huh. on the train for like an hour and 10 minutes, drive to school two minutes from the train station. And so it was one of those things I'd like show up and have five minutes till class started. And uh, they made that like work for me with taking the train. And then after football, it'd be like 630. I'd do some film stuff, wait for the train till 815 get on the train at 8.15, get off at 9.15, walk 20 minutes home. Wow. So was, uh, that sounds wild. brutal. That sounds With a little bit of two master's degrees sprinkled oh. in and all that. So, yeah. Um, Were you, like, right, like, working there? Were you teaching psychology and U.S. history? So I taught U.S. history and a little bit of, uh, mm-hmm. like, world cultures that we have here. My last year I taught AP psych. I taught regular psych, and I didn't want to do it. They asked mm-hmm. me to do it. I'm like, no. They're like, mm-hmm. you need to do it. Like, I really didn't want to do it at all. I was like, this is so much work. I'm doing all these other classes, uh, coaching, whatever. I just didn't want to create like a new mm-hmm. class. First year doing it, I'm like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I actually knew the main South job was opening up. And I knew that I was going to start looking for some other jobs at that point. And so that was actually part of it. And so I had talked oh. to some people uh, in the district who like confirmed that uh, Mr. Dagger, who's legend here, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you guys know him. Um, but yeah, so I was uh, kind of hoping that that might work out and it, I was lucky enough that it did mm-hmm. to be here today. Is that your favorite class to teach? By far. I love it. It's so relatable to everyone's mm-hmm. life. I know people say it's like an easier AP class and, uh, we do try to make it manageable for all of you, but I think the reason it's like known for being the easiest is it's the most relatable and relevant yeah. to your lives. And so we're lucky that we teach a class mm-hmm. that does that because you can almost take anything on a given day and you can reflect on your own life and hopefully it makes you a little bit better of a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always say the same thing about psychology. After I took your class, I was in Mr. Fritz's class last year, my junior year, 
ended with um, Corona hitting us. <laughs> so um, after that class, I always like recommend people to take that class because it's so like crazy how, and it's it's very true. Like when you're learning, I thought that I knew like a lot of things and you know it, but you don't know the definition. Like there's things that like you'll say <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, I know that. <laughs> you like can't like it's a lot of memorization definitely but it's really like applicable to like everyday life which that's what i always say to people yeah mr fritz is i don't think i said it he's my teacher right now yep. <laughs> and uh yeah major shout out to period six the best of them all um but yeah it's like yeah it's such a like i really wish that i was able to take it my sophomore or junior year like before covid because I like I have heard about like all the cool stuff and it's still really like awesome even virtually which is like really cool um but yeah it seems like overall like I know like already I've like thought about things in my like outside of class about how it's very like relatable um so thanks um you coach football and basketball yep freshman football and freshman basketball okay was there like a reason that you decided to coach that here or was it just like, um, you know, i I coached, I was the varsity running backs coach at Cary Grove mm-hmm. and it was a ton of time, ton of work. Uh, again, I was in like grad school at the time and then I was the sophomore basketball coach. And so it was just one of those things that it was like so much time, so intense. Mm-hmm. I like saw my friends, but it was like not as often as I liked. And so coaching like the under level sports gave me a little bit more free time. And so like my first year here, I didn't coach football which mm-hmm. was like heartbreaking, but I was just a, like a little bit burnt out because I carry Grove with the commute. It was just really long. But um, so I took the summer and I went to Thailand for a month instead of coaching. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, whatever, screw it. I'm just going to go take a trip. Like I need this. I earned this. I feel like mm-hmm. over four difficult, uh, but awesome years at Cary Grove. And then I was like, I miss football too much. Mm-hmm. I need to get right back into it. That's so. awesome. Um, so I know you, when I took your class, you talked a lot about traveling and how we should travel and stuff. And um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit of like place of y- places you've gone and like experiences you've had while traveling. Um, so how I much time like, do you have? <laughs> uh, I, I like wanted to save time for that because I knew yeah. you would have a lot to say. Um, I actually had three like traveling and then podcasts and books and stuff. Okay. And I was like, you could probably talk about that oh, for yeah. a whole podcast. Um, I think uh, in terms of traveling, when I was your guys' age, I was like. I would just want to see the United States. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care to travel to other countries. We did like Playa del Carmen a couple times, you know, like mm-hmm. the like basic Mexico trips and uh, that we were fortunate to do. Um, and then when I was a junior, one of my best friends, Mike, um, he convinced me to do this thing called Semester at Sea, mm-hmm. where essentially we, were, <laughs> we went to the Bahamas and then we took a cruise ship and it was a smaller one with 800 college kids around across the Atlantic. We went to Spain Barcelona, Italy, Croatia, Bulgaria, Morocco, Turkey, and Greece over like two and a half months. That was my summer going into senior year. So it was pretty epic, and we could just do whatever we wanted while we were there. Amazing professors, difficult classes, um, but we were on a cruise ship, and you can just go stay in the cities that you were at. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, you get like the bug, and everyone always says that, and it's so true. Like there's no other way to describe it than like you become addicted to it. Mm-hmm. And every year from like 25 on, I did like international trips. So when I was 25, I felt like I had this quarter life crisis. I was so busy mm-hmm. at Cary Grove. I had two weeks off at the end of July. So I went to Costa Rica by myself. And I'm someone, you guys know me, I like talking, I like mm-hmm. being around people. 
I'm like, I'll just meet people. So I stayed at like hostels. And the first place I went to, I had like a breakdown. I was like sweating. I'm like, I don't know anyone <laughs> here. I have no friends. And so I just went up and talked to some random people. And from then on, for the next five years, I did solo trips to Colombia by myself, which was highly recommend. Amazing place. Thailand for a month by myself. And in each of these instances, I get so uncomfortable being alone. I'm like forced to go talk to people. Mm -hmm. And almost anyone you meet, like the number one piece of advice, smile and just like say hello because everyone mm -hmm. wants to be friends and everyone wants to include others. And then you notice as well, when you see someone else by themselves, especially when you're traveling, you go out of your way to include that person because mm -hmm. you know that feeling. And so, um, yeah, I couldn't recommend it more. I like completely addicted to traveling. The summer was trying to do Vietnam, but that's not looking good. Yeah. And uh, so either going uh, Greece, that doesn't look great either. Or maybe uh, Hawaii. Mm -hmm. which I haven't been. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. I would highly recommend if I had to pick one place, it would be Thailand. Amazing wow. place. You can get a meal for like a dollar, like a full <laughs> meal. You can stay at like awesome hotels for like 50 bucks, like five star hotels. Mm -hmm. And the culture there is just really cool. They have a lot to do. Um, I got my scuba certification there. Um, can't run out of things to do. They have this thing called the full moon party. You can mm -hmm. look it up. It's, it's like a 30,000 person party on a beach. Wow. It's pretty epic, yeah. That's crazy. Two of my siblings went to Thailand, both for like a month, and they loved it. And I, wa I would really love to go. That was probably like my number one place I'd like to go. Awesome. It looks so cool. I, um, I know I was telling you right before this, I just got back from Arizona a couple of weeks ago. And it's like just Arizona, <laughs> but like we went hiking and stuff. And it like, I, and then I was like thinking about your, you told, that was like one of the first things you told our class last year about your trip when you went alone and now I've been like really itching to like I really want to like go somewhere by myself and like yeah do stuff like that so I'm looking forward take to take a gap summers. year yeah take a gap year don't go to IU next year <laughs> go work for six months and go blow all the money and then go to college yeah I think that's like the move if uh, <laughs> your parents let you do that that'd be cool you heard it here guys <laughs> yeah, take a gap year um so any other hobbies? I know that you're really into like, you recommend podcasts to your classes a lot and books and stuff like that. So are there anything like that that you've been like listening to or? <laughs> um, I just finished the second book. Um, it's called Mistborn. Mm -hmm. It's like not my typical style. It's like a fantasy fiction dystopian society. And so they can like use metals to like do things. And it's like so bizarre. Like all my friends and coworkers, Mr. Trinkle is giving me a hard time. He's like, when I come into your room, do I need a power level 10 sword to <laughs> fight off the demon? And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at in life. So yeah, it's not usually my thing, but I loved it. I'm like addicted to the audiobook of it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting the third one right today. It's like, <laughs> like 30 hours long. So it takes oh me like God. the whole month. Um, but shout out to my favorite book of all time, how to win friends and influence people, uh, our Hawk challenges we do in class and, uh, are always related to that. And it's just a lot of good life advice on like making friends, building relationships mm -hmm. and just being an overall yeah. good person. So this would be my, I wouldn't recommend this point, <laughs> but how to win friends and influence people, people by Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. It's uh, number one on my list. Okay. Very cool. That sounds awesome. I've been trying to get into reading more, so I'll give you some recommendations. Yeah, I'll we'll we'll share some emails back and forth. Can't wait. <laughs> yes. Um. This question is from Jill Kepke. Nice. She says, "What is your go-to kar karaoke song?" Oh man, <laughs> I need to think of the one that's like appropriate. Um, <laughs> the, the one that I would say, 
stays at podcast club right no it's uh hot in here is like my oh. go-to <laughs> one and i like just like can't sing at all i can dance i did orchestras right but yeah. like singing is not my forte but uh yeah i like bust it out and it's more mm-hmm. about the acting at that point than the actual singing oh yeah because uh, it just sounds like a lot of yelling oh but yeah that, that's my go-to song or country grammar because i can like you know i can flow a little bit oh yeah and so uh i'm a big nelly fan <laughs> yeah that's a great one yeah i sang um when i was in mexico there was they had karaoke at the resort and i sang lithium by nirvana wow (laughs) that's an intense one to i know it was not good for the mood but (laughs) it was okay it was really fun i can almost picture you doing that while everyone's just like everyone's like staring at me there were like five like older guys like clapping yeah (laughs) loving it (laughs) yeah it was really funny though (laughs) just thought i would add that (laughs) Um, okay, so Caroline says, um, what is your daily routine and schedule? Oh, man. I'm like a psychopath. I'm like, yeah. I'm like 5'10 out of bed, <laughs> 5'20 out of the house, <laughs> like barely get a toothbrush in. And like I'm off to the gym, going to FFC now mm-hmm. um, at like 5'45. I shoot hoops for like 15 minutes by myself. I look probably pretty bizarre, like playing basketball <laughs> alone. Um, and then I like get in a, a workout, then I like fully brush my teeth and get ready for school at FFC. And then, um, I hang out with all of you all day, uh, teaching, learning, uh, then typically a sports practice after school and, um, nighttime I've been playing a little bit of call of duty. Oh, okay. Cod. <laughs> I've Cod. been codding it up a little bit, a little yeah. war zone, um, and dominating in the war zone. And so uh, that's usually like a once a week thing for like an hour and a half. So um, that or I took golf lessons over the winter. Mm -hmm. And then typically uh, my girlfriend or I will make like a nice little dinner. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, we've gotten in the groove where she's definitely taking the reins and making the dinners. Mm -hmm. But I'll uh, I throw the salad in the bowl. (laughs) I I do my part kind of. So you're not a big cook. You know, I like to cook, but I'm, like, the easiest person to please. So I'm like, uh-huh. here's some chicken, here's some salt, here's some seasoning. All right, here we go. Yeah. She's, like, you know, has, like, the, like, milk in it uh, and the, like, yeah. all these different things. And I'm like, oh, that seems, like, really good. It's fantastic. <laughs> but I'm, like, good if I just throw, like, chicken in a bowl and yeah. put some lettuce on top. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm not that creative with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's 325. So we can, we have a couple more you, questions. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You got okay. it. Um, my tea time can wait. Yeah. Uh, so when, when Tommy Lacasio and Rowan Keefe came okay. out on the podcast, yeah. they did, maybe if you listen to this one, they did, um, if each of them could choose like one, I think it was one or two other teachers to be on like a, uh, like two V two or three V three. Um, I did basketball. hear that. One, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And me. Tommy Lacasio chose you. I was shocked. <laughs> eh, okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, who would you choose if you were on a 2v2 and you could choose one or should we make it one other student or another teacher? Let's do both. Okay, if you could Ooh. choose co- co-worker, one, one co-worker, yeah, if you could choose one co-worker and one student, who would you choose for like a 3v3 little basketball? Okay, okay. I gotta think. Man, if I could do two co-workers that'd be easier, but um, you could you could just throw out some Yeah, names. so yeah. here, this is what I'm gonna give you. If you know Mr. Young, mm-hmm. Mr. Young is the maybe the best basketball player in the school at this point is like <laughs> Mr. Young might be near retirement, but he can shoot threes from anywhere on the court running full speed. And it goes in every time oh we play my. like morning hoops here. And he's like the best person. Oh my God. Yeah. 
Um, Mr. Knee obviously played in college, so, like, no one can hang with mm-hmm. him. Um, but low key, the guy that I would probably want on my team more than anyone, because he's just like a team player and he's just like all around like go getter. No one has the hustle of this guy, Mr. Tumulty. Mm-hmm. When Mr. Yeah. Tumulty yeah. plays basketball, get out of his way because he's gonna get the bucket. Like mm-hmm. no matter how he's gonna get it, no one outworks him. And you know what? He doesn't say anything. He just jogs uh-huh. back down the court like nothing happened. And he drops twenty on you, fifteen rebounds, five assists, <laughs> and he's just like completely just like gives his teammates the credit like that's mr tumulty in like a nutshell i have been his pe leader the whole year and he's just a unit he is (laughs) he is just uh yeah like you said he wouldn't he wouldn't he wouldn't chirp about you know making all the points he's a humble very humble man you try and talk junk to him and he would just look at you and just be like that's not very nice and then just like (laughs) like, i'm done like you you win no the the most humble kind man ever yeah (laughs) what about student what about student can I pick like basketball players, or do I have to like go? A little no, bit you can do you whoever. Can, you can be whatever. Uh, I mean, you have two students standing in front of you. Just yeah. say that first. Yeah. Didn't you do the three-point contest? I there? did. Yeah. <laughs> I you made did. like two. Didn't you? Yes. Beat the guys. I beat. I beat Joey Delumo. Yeah. Yeah. Take that. With the left. Yeah. Yeah. We'll give you credit. Yeah. This is and this is <laughs> under, like what we take. One what we're saying about doing things that makes you feel uncomfortable. It was me and Jesse, <laughs> and then Abby Cyprian and Nikki Minolas, two varsity girls basketball players and then like 25 guys okay and it made me feel very uncomfortable but and jesse really wanted to back out and i said we can't back out we're here we got to do it and then i was happy after that we did it because that's very epic to say mm-hmm. i did a three-point contest and i beat a former basketball player yeah. from middle school yeah. i think so pretty mm-hmm. good okay continue it. Uh, I think I'm going to go with – I'm just going to stick with the basketball guys. So mm-hmm. uh, it was going between Marco and Sean Gallery. But, mm-hmm. like, Sean and I are too similar. We're, like, point guards. So I got to go with Marco here. Mm-hmm. Marco is just uh, – he was a beast in the post this year. He finished every shot that he had inside. And he's just, like, an all-around good dude. So mm-hmm. he'd be, like, fun to play with. Him and Coach Tumulty, no one's taking us down. We got a point oh, yeah. guard, a three-man, and a five. Like, we're not losing. Yeah. Sounds like a baller team, to yeah. say the least. That's a that's absolute unit. <laughs> Um, okay, this question, possibly, unless you have another question that you'd rather ask, um, most memorable teacher from your high school? Oh, man. I always think of those, like, what's your most memorable yeah. teacher? It could be college, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it was my AP US teacher, so it was, like, the first AP class I took. His name was Mr. Thorburn. Mm-hmm. He, unfortunately, passed away this year. Oh, RIP. God. Um, but, yeah, he, uh. Pretty much, like, everything I do, I think back to, like, what he did, and I try to, like, replicate that. Like, he was the most caring, fun-loving, loud, obnoxious, but, like, always wanted to give advice, always wanted to be involved in our lives, and he gave me so much advice. Mm -hmm. Um, And, I mean, I always would tell, like, I'm parent, and I, to this day, even, like, now, he, like, still influences my life. Like, when I got my first job at Cary Grove, he was, like, vying for me to get a job at Rolling Meadows, and, like, Mm -hmm. they gave me a part-time job because he was, like, pushing it. And then he took me over to my old basketball coach's house. They had a U.S. history, like, meeting in the summer. And I went over there, and we had, like, food and drinks. And I hung out with, like, all my former teachers, and he brought me there. And it was just, like, an amazing experience mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm, like, 22. And this guy is, like, not old, but he's, like, older. And he's, like, completely welcoming me, me as, a, as a peer, not as a, like, student mm-hmm. anymore. And uh, he just did an amazing job. Uh, continuing to influence my life, like well past when I left mm-hmm. high school. Funny story, we had block scheduling, shout out next year. Wow. And so uh, we had like the AB block switching every week. And so I had his class at the end of the day 
and it was post the AP test. And I would like come like late every day because mm-hmm. we'd have like, I did like the C lunch and then I'd have my like last class and I would come like 30 minutes late, like obnoxiously late. I wasn't the best kid. <laughs> and I come in the room and there's one desk left and he's dragging it out. And they were trying to move all the desks out of the room and move everyone to like around the corner, a mm-hmm. different classroom before I got back. I was like 25 minutes late at that point. And I ran to the room and I like jumped in the desk and like hurtled on top of it and just like wouldn't get up. And he was just like so upset that he was like trying to pull his prank on me. And I <laughs> caught him at like the 11th hour. And so, uh, yeah, the practical jokes and stuff, I still try to keep alive in uh, yeah. Mr. Thorburn's name. Love it. That's um, great. Um, so I think that's like most of our questions from our club. Um, anything else you want to add before we go? Um. I don't think so. I appreciate both of you. You've been awesome students, better people. And uh, I love catching lunch table talk whenever Mm -hmm. I have the opportunity. So uh, next year's group, you have big shoes to fill, but uh, I know you'll do it and uh, keep this alive. This is something that's like really special and awesome Mm -hmm. to hear. Thank you for being an avid (laughs) listener. Love the support. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, Thank you, Mr. Fritz, for being here today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Peace. Bye, guys.